as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Potomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. Helen Ramirez is our city manager for our city of Brazil. Helen, welcome back. Let's go to City Hall since you're in charge of city manager, pretty much running the city. Some of the top projects you're looking at right now, one or two, what you got? Well, some of the important projects that you'll see in downtown is we're making progress with UTRGV, uh, with the Majestic Theater. Um, Also, there's a lot of restaurants that are going to be opening up by the end of the year, maybe during the Christmas holidays, from two French restaurants uh, to bakeries, Mm. and just you're seeing a lot of culinary explosion in downtown. We're also working on um, the Embassy Suites Hotel, our full-service hotel, and also actually five other hotels, believe it or not. That'll be coming online um, in the next couple of years. So we're very excited about that. Um, we're also seeing, and we invite everybody out on a, uh, regarding the uh, Rio Grande LNG, Bechtel is going to hold a vendor event on November 6th at 2 p.m. at our Brownsville Event Center. So they're really looking at partnering with regional and local vendors on their needs. Um, so very excited about that as well. Bechtel, that's the... The big contractor that will be hiring all these people to to build that liquefied natural gas known. So, what type of businesses are we talking about, Helen? Just real quick, what what service providers, uh, raw material providers, are we looking at that Bechtel is will be looking for on the sixth? Well, I think that from all types of um, from con- their con- the contractors, so anything that's construction related, um, with regard to even from I think security to. Um, OSHA management to uh, crane operators um, and just construction materials, you know, those types of anything that's construction related, uh, I think would be something that they're uh, wanting to hire. They do have quite a few people that they have to hire. Um, I even assume that even if you're kind of a temporary employment agency, that may be something that you want to attend in terms of trying to find uh, construction workers for them or other types of technical work for them. Um, but I would just say, you know, don't take my word for it. Come on down and really meet them. Um, we also have a great, um, the appointment of the mayor of John, John Cowan. He was appointed vice chair of the RGV MPO last week at the policy board meeting. Um, and that's really important from a transportation and economic development standpoint uh, for the vet for the Valley and the whole region. So we're very excited about that. Helen Ramirez is our city manager for Brownsville. On the city hall side, when it comes to infrastructure, putting down the pipes for sewer, water, roads, lights, all that stuff for this massive project that is the liquefied natural gas node to be set up at the Port of Brownsville. How much work needs to be done right now? How quickly does it need to be done in order to help the the LNG uh, outfit set up shop locally because it seems like they're moving at a breakneck uh, pace right now. Sure. Um, some of the things is that they're off uh, major highways, so they have actually entered into agreement with the Port of Brownsville and Texas to be able to improve the ingress and egress out of the uh, in and out of the property. So um, they, I think they've um, they themselves are building those access roads um, in the amount of twelve million dollars. Um, I also, um, what they're working with, um, the city is looking at um, providing as the largest fire provider of the ESD, the Brownsville Fire Department is looking at uh, equipment that it needs to be able to put out any fires in the region, whether it be SpaceX or um, the LNG. Now, that's always worst case scenario because I know they have a very high level of safety and security at these sites. But we always have to think of of the community and of our company. So we're always thinking, you know, uh, worst case scenario, even though we know that they have a high level of of safety and security on site. Um, So 
in terms from other road infrastructure projects, just to get there is also important. So the city's traffic synchronization projects are very important. Uh, we were awarded an additional almost $1 million uh, from Dot to improve our synchronization. Okay. Um, and so we are on that path uh, to better synchronizing some of our major streets from Boca Chica to um, Price and 802. And you can already see the differences. Will it be enough? Will that grant be enough to... Uh, improve the flow, or do we need to fatten up those roads a bit? Yes, I think it's everything, right? Um, we just uh, approved for the first time in our history our mobility plan, which really talks about new roads that need to be constructed with new growth. We're going to, we have another thousand, over 1,300 acre master plan community that we'll be announcing uh, first quarter of next year, in addition to the May data master plan community. So with those require new roads, require new growth, in addition to um, widening existing roads. And one of our major roads that you'll see in one of our worst roads is uh, Old Highway 77. And that's an $8 to $12 million project that we're starting second quarter of next year. So, And it's going to be a complete street. So it's going to have the white sidewalks, 10-foot white sidewalks for walking, biking. It's near a hotel corridor, corridor, ah, I can't even say it, corridor. Um, and so we're really excited about, you know, one of the worst streets being improved with regard to traffic synchronization. We'll, we will keep expending money necessary to improve it. We have over 200 lights and only about 15% are synchronized. So we have all, although we have a ways to go, we are chipping out um, at it very, very quickly. And lastly, our, our BTX fiber is doing very well. The construction, the permitting, uh, you can see it all around, six rings around in and around town. So yeah. we're just really excited about how that project's coming along. BTX is the citywide Wi-Fi, right? That's, that's what it is, the BTX project. Yes, it's, okay. it's fiber. It's, it's buried 14 inches below grade, so it's very resilient and resistant. When does that go full throttle? When will, when will BTX be completed, Helen? Yeah, the, the, the completion of all the rings is early 2025. However, as certain rings um, become completed, the first ring being uh, downtown Brownsville, it's always the most difficult because it's our more our more historic portion of downtown. Uh-huh. Um, however, as rings as rings become completed and live, we do anticipate it may be even prior to 2025. Okay. Now, help me understand this. From City Hall, we're going to provide... Wi-Fi for a monthly fee, or is it just be free Wi-Fi, or do we third-party this with somebody else to provide this internet service? So what the city of Brownsville did was leveraged its American Rescue federal funds or COVID funds, nineteen point five million to build the middle mile, which is a hundred miles. With that, we we leveraged the public-private partnership, private investment with lit communities in the amount of seventy million dollars of private funding. So here we're talking about a ninety million dollar project. Um, it's a public-private partnership, and they are—they're going to provide the maintenance and operation of the of the fiber. Um, we are also—I invite everybody—we're going to open up a de- demonstration sem- center, like a cool demo center. Okay. Think of Google Fiber and what they did is sure that experience room. So we're creating in downtown um, Brownsville on Levy, and so people will be able to see what this means. It will be a monthly fee. However, there are federal programs where if you're below a certain income level, you would be able to uh, participate in a rebate program. So we're also push- pushing those programs out. Um, but but the whole point is to provide options at a, a reasonable uh, price and really up to a gig. Okay. A gig. Um, and so I think that's the thing. Provide right. our residents options um, at an affordable price. Now, you piqued my interest at the beginning of this talk when you said two French... Restaurants. One of those isn't Madeline, mm-hmm. is it? Madeline coming to the area finally. La Madeline with a delicious quiche and the strawberry no, Romanoff. No, it's, no. I, I, these are very local. Oh, okay, this is a local French theme restaurant. Okay, very well then, Helen. <laughs> thank you, Helen. No, but I, they may be offering that. I don't. Know. Okay, well, well, I have to check them out when they open <laughs> thank up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Helen. Our city manager for Brownsville, Helen Ramirez. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. 
stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. In studio, 710KURV, a weekly conversation now that we are in red kettle season and angel the angel tree season for the Salvation Army mm-hmm. office. Major Jan Zuniga is in the studio. And Frankie, I would imagine, Captain Frankie's out there delivering the kettles, right? Because today was day one for... Today is day one. They're going to start around noon is what they're going to start. So yeah. he's in the office getting all the last-minute preparations done to get... Um, I think we have 10 bell ringers who are going out today. You'll find them around the Plaza Mall, the, the JCPenney's, and the Hobby Lobby's. Good for the, Thank you to Hobby Lobby. Thank you again mm-hmm. for the Simon property, the mall here in McAllen, big big mall. Yeah. Thank you for they allowing us so to They do so much for us. Yes, yes. And that's... Of course, uh, at the moment, <laughs> Hobby Lobby, everybody getting decorations for Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and Christmas. Yeah, there's a lot of foot traffic at those yeah, Hobby yeah. Lobby locations. Good. Those Christmas decorations are, like, yeah. booming. Did, uh, I'm almost afraid to ask, but I got it. Of the 10 kettles that went out today, are they all paid folks? They're all paid, all paid. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we are, um, we're letting those winter Texans know, trying to work with those parks. Yes, if there's please. anyone at the parks who'd be interested in heading up your group, they want to call and they want to ask for Martine. Um, Martine Ra- Ramos is mm-hmm. our coordinator for the um, winter Texans. We've already started getting some who have come in and starting to connect with them and build them up into those Walmarts that start on the 18th. So a week from this Saturday, we'll start ringing full force all around the county. And so yeah. we're looking for those volunteers to register at Register to Ring. Or the winter Texans don't have to worry about that. They can call our office and ask for Martine. A week from this Saturday would be the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's the weekend before so Thanksgiving. full throttle yes. for that. we got 50 kettles at 50 potential locations that we could be ringing the mm-hmm. Salvation Army bell and fundraising every single day. Friends, winter Texan family. Again, ask for Martin Ramos, or for you, it'd be Martin Ramos. Ask uh-huh. for him over at the Salvation Army, and he can get you coordinated. RegisterToRing.com. RegisterToRing.com is the website. Go and cherry pick it's a live. location and time. And it's live. If a spot's filled up, it's not going to show up that time slot. Excellent, yeah. We're speaking with Jan Zuniga, uh, she and her husband, uh, Frankie. They lead the Salvation Army office here in Hidalgo County. So today, day one at noon, uh, 10 bells, 10 kettles go out day one. We need volunteers, folks. If you got a kettle near you, and you can find where those kettles are at, and the dates of the kettles will be at, uh, register to ring.com at your business, at your office. Please take the time. Send two by two, kind of like going to the Ark, Noah's Ark. Send them two by two, go ring a couple of hours, and change out the shift, just like we do here at the radio mm-hmm. station. It's a lot of fun. Well, and, and sometimes rude. some of us know people who are just needing some extra money right now through That's Christmas. True. That's true. We have some um, positions open We know that. individuals who uh, receive disability or things that can work a few hours um, if it works for them. Um, we're still accepting, um, we're still taking applications for those who'd be willing to fill in where we can't get the volunteers. We want the volunteers. But we know yes. for the full 39 days of our Christmas season, it's a big push. Because it's Monday through Saturday. No bell ringing on I'm Sunday. Not on Sunday. That's no. Jesus' day. But <laughs> Monday through Saturday, uh, we could have, when we go full throttle, which would be a week from this Saturday. Yeah. When we go full throttle, we could have 50 kettles mm-hmm. out there if you volunteer i mean that's yeah. what i'm telling you please check the calendar we won't be able to uh, fully put all the doors that we could without that help yeah and uh, please register to ring.com and i don't know if people remember or realize that mm-hmm. all of that money that goes in those red kettles stay here in hidalgo county yes ma'am that's right for what we do for the only family shelter <laughs> in hidalgo county hello body of christ by the hundreds of thousands and all these big churches, big budgets, guys. Before you consider purchasing some big audiovisual equipment, how about the considering maybe a shelter, even a small shelter? It'll help out. We got a lot of need in South Texas, and there's 
we need a lot more people going out to those fields. Mm-hmm. And okay, so let's um, let's go to Angel Tree. Uh, yeah. Why don't we do the the soft kickoff of so, that over at the, the Angel mall. Tree? We kick off with the Santa Parade this Friday night at La Plaza at five thirty. Okay, so this coming Friday, yes, at at La Plaza Mall. And thanks for the mall again. They'll have a little stakes in there for us with a Christmas yes, tree. Yes, we are located right across from Santa, um, next to Starbucks, and I think it's Zara. Yeah. So we're in between Starbucks and Zara, right there across from Santa Claus. It's on the new wing, the mm-hmm. northern portion of the mall, the pretty side, the, yeah. the brand new wing. So that's Friday, 530. Stop by for pictures with Santa and the little parade for the Salvation Army. And you got the you got the cards now yes. for distribution, the angel tree cards for distribution. Yeah, the tags. Yeah, so the, the tags uh, have started going out. Uh, we're thankful for some uh, donors and some companies already. For example, like Plains Capital Bank, we're thankful for them already being on the ball. They've yeah, got their tags. Yeah, They've yeah. got counter kettles out at the banks that will help raise money as well. Excellent. And so those tags are ready for anyone, any church group, any business that wants to take a handful and just as a group work together. Put a table out there, put the little kettle, put it on the counter, like counter yeah. kettles, put it on the table, and those donations come back yep. again to the Only Family Shelter or Salvation Army Office. You know, I didn't get a chance to ask you and Frankie, the Sunday services that uh, you guys took over now, right? Oh, Yeah. yeah. How's that coming along? Oh, our Sundays are going well. And so um, most people don't realize, but yes, we are a church. Yes. And it is a bilingual service. So everything is done in Spanish and English um, during that service. It's not translation equipment. Uh It's actually um, done in both languages throughout the service. The sermon is is done in both languages. Songs are done in both languages, everything. Yeah. So yeah. it's very welcoming and inviting. I know exactly how. It's like taking Abuelito over to HEB and having to negotiate with the person behind the counter <laughs> in real time. English man, English man. Uh, Thanksgiving will be here before you know it. I know it that's is. a big event for y'all. It all is. At the shelter. It is a significant event <coughs> um, that we are planning to provide 1,500 hot Thanksgiving meals on that day at our building. We're serving to the community that can come on and receive a free Thanksgiving meal on Thanksgiving Day from 10 to 2 p.m. Okay. And so we're looking for volunteers. Our serving time has filled up with volunteers, but we need those who have that heart to say, it doesn't matter, whatever, I want to help. And so we still have shifts to start early in the morning, prepping food, okay. plating things, desserts, getting the table set up, as well as then the cleanup period. Yeah. So if they volunteer for the food prep, for the tables, the chairs, the setting everything up, how early would they need to start on that Thanksgiving so Thursday? So we actually have um, a shift that starts at 5 o'clock. Our shifts are in three-hour shifts. Okay. Um, Thanksgiving Thursday, 5 Thanksgiving o'clock is a prep Thursday. time. Yeah, we have 5 to 8 is still open. We okay. still have room 8 to 10, and then we still have room, I believe, from 2 to 4. Uh Two to four would be cleanup. Crew. It would be cleanup crew, yeah. but they are the most important people to they us. Are. You know what the good thing about is about the cleanup crew, Freddie? We should do the cleanup crew. Anybody who didn't eat the dessert, will we get it? Well, and you know right. the cleanup, right. the cleanup crew. By that time, you know we have these big, massive screen in that room yes. where we're serving. We'll have to have the cowboy game on, right? Oh, I don't want that. No, no, oh, no. I no, I guess I don't. I'm not doing the two to four thing. No. <laughs> There you go, Cowboy fans. You got plenty of uh, pumpkin pie servings to help yourself. Anybody that didn't eat their dessert, you can help yourself you to all the leftovers. And watch the game. That's right. Although, I just got myself in trouble with that one. Yeah, although, you know, that. that Except for lately, the way it's been, nobody Yeah, that may pie want might go down real sour, real quick <laughs> if they keep playing. They're playing right now. Okay. Uh, so volunteers for, for Turkey Day, Thursday, Thanksgiving. Early morning shifts, prep time, and then a cleanup crew. We need you because in between all the serving part of it, it's, that's all been swapped up. It's all been swapped up. So they can call our office and ask for Cynthia. Uh-huh. Cynthia is the one who will then work with them to get them signed up. That's nice. That's nice. Okay, that's that's the next thing on the calendar, people. Volunteers, we need you for Red Kettles, Amigo. Please. Again, a week from Saturday, we go full throttle. 50 kettles ready to go out. Let's see if you can help. Maybe that's first Saturday. And then Monday through set Monday through Saturday. Send out the other, as many as possible. Yeah, so, yeah. I, in previous uh, leadership administrations that have been through town, I think the high water mark was like in the low 30s, 31, 32, if I remember correctly. Last year we were on a, 
on a pace for about mid twenties, twenty five, twenty seven. Our goal this year is at thirty three, thirty five. I hope so. I and hope so, so. Thank you we're for working. So we yeah. need those volunteers. Yes, ma'am. And we need those also who could right now like is searching for something to do and they're not finding mm -hmm. a, the ability to do it. Like we have that seasonal job to help out. Okay. Very well then. Uh, 682-1468. Salvation Army Office. The HQ is at 23rd and Pecan, 23rd and Pecan in McAllen. If you want to stop by, just leave them one big fat check Oh, for the yes. angels or for the red kettle. Oh yeah. Or leave them gold coins for the red kettle. Here you go. Just put it in there somewhere. Yeah, like that. I mean, our philosophy is that we work hard and provide any opportunity. We want people to join in in our story um, because, you know, when that happens and people become excited about it, God multiplies it. He multiplies the volunteers. He multiplies those checks that come in, and they come in at just the right time. They do. I mean, seen a lot we keep – we ask and we ask, and then one day someone walks in, and, like, we just want to be in tears because they didn't realize how God needed to provide That's, that at that, that is, moment. Yeah, and I've seen some yeah. of those. And that's quite a rush. That is a because you see God's hand. Yeah, you know? like Lord, it's, thank you for answering. I thank mean, you for telling us you're still there. He's <laughs> doing amazing things right now. Yeah. I'll tell you. On Sunday morning, we had a a lady <clears throat> who has come through. We've been doing VBS and trying to outreach to families in the area. And we had a lady who started bringing her nieces. And on Sunday morning, I saw she was kind of frazzled, and she sat down and she gave her life to the Lord that thank morning. You, Lord. So the amazing thing that we do is is we do all of this not just to do something for the people in the community, but we do it for them to find hope. Yeah, hope for and eternity. Eternity for eternity. There's there's some you know eternal implications here that yeah. we're dealing with. That that's that's you know we're all eternal creatures. All of us. Yeah. We're gonna live in, in eternity. You choose where you want to be in eternity, amigo. Just so I love. I was listening to the ads. Um, from the station uh -huh. for Christmas. Uh -huh. And one of the things I love is that the ad says, you know, they did the hard part. Just yeah. come along now, right? Yeah. And that that's what we do is like we, we want to make it easy for people to come out and just be a part of their community yeah. and do something to impact it. Jan, Lord willing, see you next week. Yes. Yes, we're going to be here every yeah, week. Frank, please come on come on back. Yeah. And uh, week of Thanksgiving, we'll figure out how, how to get you in early as well because you know, I know you get up to your eyeballs for that <laughs> Thursday and, and Friday and Wednesday, okay? We'll make it All right. work. That's uh, Jan's when you got. Frankie, bless you, buddy. Out there somewhere, he's taking care of the kettles. That's the Salvation Army office in Hidalgo County. Again, our HQ at 23rd and Pecan, 23rd and Pecan. I love your show. Hello. Hello. Having our voices heard. That's right. Yeah. You live and you learn. Exactly right. This is our country. Use your heads on this stuff. Bingo. Sick of the talking heads. I agree with you. Talk, 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 talk. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm here. I'm just listening. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Everyone is so smart. They are so dumb. Who is she to judge? To stand up to do something. Thank you. The Valley's only news talk station, News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Water use and billing for the city of McAllen changes to that. I think they're going to be using some new water meters. Mark Vega, he's with McAllen PUB, joins us right now. Uh, let's review the present change that you're undergoing. Uh, these new smarter meters has, has been referred to. So what's going on, Mark? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. First of all, Sergio. Yes, sir. And good morning. So we are just just now embarking on a meter replacement project where we replace all of our standard turbine style meters, which is the traditional water meter, into a solid state, what we call AMI, autom automated metering infrastructure. And uh, so what it boils down to is much, much more accurate meters, much more efficient than having 15 vehicles driving around uh, the city all day reading meters. Um, in several places, our, our, our uh, meter readers are subject to some risky areas. And there's a lot of, lot, we have a lot of bee stings, a um, lot of insect bites, uh, a lot of people put debris or brush on top of meters. 
Uh, it's just much, much more efficient and a much more accurate way to read uh, your the flow in a business, the water uh, used in a business or a residence. The new meters will be reporting electronically online or sending out a signal? Or That's they, correct. Okay. That's correct. So they all send a signal to a base station, which is typically our, our water our water towers around mm-hmm. town. And then those antennas at our water towers will, will then, uh, they will relay that signal here to City Hall where we read all of the, um, all those, the, the, the meter readings. So the meter readers, will they be uh, pivoting over to a new career? Will they will become no. uh, IT or antenna techs or something like that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, none of them will be lost. So all we will do is trans. It's going to be a transition period uh, from meter readers to meter technicians. And so uh, there'll, there'll be a lot of troubleshooting with these new meters. Uh, there's calibration that's involved. Okay. Uh, there'll be questions from customers. And so we will uh, uh, will not separate employment from any single meter reader. They will all be transitioned to meter techs. Okay. With, uh, so that's a good thing. With McAllen Public Utility, Mark Vega joining us. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, Mark, Tim Sullivan here. Who has the city yes, contracted sir. with? What company are you are you dealing with here? Who's going to be so installing the, company, the meters? Yes, the company is called Aquametric. And Aquametric has a lot of experience in doing these types of projects. And they've done large-scale projects um, like Fort Worth. Um, gosh, there were probably three, four other big cities in Texas. And so what we did, just so you know, a lot of companies will come in and say, we will do it for you, turnkey. We get the, uh, you just tell us which meter you want. We'll, ha- we'll handle the contractor. We'll handle all the questions. We do all the bidding process. And when we entertained that, it was a much higher cost than we had budgeted for or envisioned. So what we did was we did this, all the legwork in-house. We cut out the the middleman and uh, we did the whole uh, RFQ process, um, which is the uh, request for qualifications. We vetted all the, the manufacturers and we settled on one manufacturer, one meter, and we saved a tremendous amount of money. So we had quotes uh, going the other route, the turnkey route, from 26 to $30 million. We did it ourselves, and we finished the whole. Um, we will complete this project for under $18 million. So I, I just want to take my hats off to our engineers, our staff, our, our finance department. They just did a fantastic, our meter readers, our managers, our directors, in this whole vetting process. So Okay. Saved a, a tremendous amount of money. As the installation process takes place, uh, what do residents need to know? Anything that anything that residents need to do? Well, that's a great question. So there will be a door hanger on every business, on every resident that will have their meter um, replaced at least 48 hours in advance. So you sh- every resident or, or business should have two days in advance um, and we hope that they see that, but at the most that we, that anyone will be out of water service, the time that it takes is anywhere between 10 to, to 20 minutes and that's all. So, um, that's the goal, uh, should not take very long and, and that's it should be done. Will residents see higher or lower water bills as a result? Well, that's a that's a good question. It, that depend. There will first of all, there will be no charge for the new meter, so this is all uh, done without charging the resident or the business owner. Number two, will there be a higher uh, bill or or higher consumption? That depends on how old or inaccurate your previous meter was. So let's just say that you had a 15 year old meter um, that was probably reading maybe 80% accuracy, 85% accuracy. Hmm. You may see an increase in water consumption due to a new meter that is highly accurate. And we, one of the advantages of these meters is that you actually get feedback on, you can get a report, um, produce a report for, let's just say your last week's usage, and that will tell you exactly how much water you used and when you used it. 
Yeah. So if your sprinkler kicks on at 5.30 in the morning and stops at 7, you will see that that increase in your water consumption, your home's water consumption in that hour and a half so that people can see, you know what, this this is accurate. Hmm. That's when my sprinkler system goes off. Yeah. Or that's when I went out of town and I wasn't using water and you'll see zero usage. Gotcha. Uh, they're just, they're very, very accurate. Yeah. And so I'm kind of uh, comparing them, these smart water meters to much like, uh, you know, smart thermostats, a proactive resident or homeowner can see a, a reduction in their bills depending on how closely they um, they're able to monitor their uh, air conditioning or now they're, they're watered um, because, because of this, right. that, the uh, ability that, of these new a, smart meters. Yeah, that's a good comparison. However, the, well, actually, actually, that's a very good comparison because I was going to say, uh, you know, your, your electric meter, if you leave a door open for a day, it's not going to let you know that, hey, you need to close a door. Our water meters will actually, once we have our portal online, which may take, we're hoping that by next summer, we have our portal where customers can log in and track their water usage daily if they like, but it will also flag them if there's a potential leak. So if you have a flapper that's bad in your toilet and it's registering water consumption, albeit low, but all day long, 24 hours, it will flag that and let you know. So that's a huge advantage right now. If you were to have a, a leak the day after a meter reader goes by and reads your meter, that leak was not going to be detected for another month, and <laughs> you're going to get a high water bill. I know yeah, because it's happened yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's a huge okay. advantage for our for our customers. Mark Vega with McAllen Public Utility. Again, new meters, electronic meters being placed uh, throughout the entire city for uh, McAllen PUB customers. But another big difference, though, between uh, you, uh, the water delivery, and electricity on the smart electric meters, I think those could be programmed to turn off the lights, right, or, or to change temperatures on on AC systems. You would not be able to turn off the water. You still need to send somebody out there. Uh, let's say you, you got constant. Let's say there's a leak uh, in the house, so you still need to send somebody out there to go turn off the main line to the house, right? That's correct. However. We are going to sprinkle uh, the automatic, the ones that do have valve to shut off remotely. There are areas in town, I'll give you one example. The, uh, there's a produce terminal in, a terminal in McAllen uh, on Military Highway, and we have several meters there where they are in the middle of 18-wheeler traffic, forklifts. I've been out there, uh, and it is not a safe situation. Our meter readers are having to crawl underneath uh, 18 wheelers that are stationary, of course, not, not moving, but th- there's just areas that are higher risk than others. And in those, we are uh, preparing to put in a, okay. a, a system where you can remotely shut off should we have to. Sure. And there's not a whole lot, but there are definitely a few where our meter readers are subject to a little bit higher uh, risk than others. Since the reading is so precise, and now we've got a stage two restrictions in McKellen, you'd be able to tell who's watering a lawn on a day that they're not supposed to be doing something like that, and that might help with enforcement on your end, I'm guessing. Yes, yes. So that will that will produ- we will be able to produce a report uh, very uh, quickly. Uh, and well, the difference will only be if you have an irrigation meter. If you don't, ha- let's say you have one meter for both your irrigation and your domestic water needs, then we will not be able to distinguish between the two. But if you've got an irrigation meter um, in a certain uh, location in McAllen where maybe it's Tuesday, it, you know, and we'll know that you're watering on Wednesday. Um, but if it's, you have one meter for your home okay. for both irrigation and domestic needs, that that's going to be different. I got to ask you real quick, we're about, we're, we are at 20% uh, ownership now. Yes. We're quickly approaching yep. the 19% all-time low. Uh, we're stage two. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, any comments uh, over at PUB? I'm maybe going to stage three anytime soon. Well, our stage three kicks in at 15%. We, we hope to avoid the 15%. I know IBWC is going to be here in the Valley talking about uh, the water deliveries from Mexico and things like that. So okay. we hope that there's some progress made there. And um, But you know, we, we'll wait and see. All right. Thank you, Mark. Mark Vega with McAllen PUB.
Hey, as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. From Mission Economic Development to Frantecco Garcia, let's talk about Ruby Red Ventures. It's in the news this week. Hundreds of thousands of dollars for some small businesses in the area. Let's go back to the beginning of this, um, like early 2010s. And I think this was modeled after Shark Tank. I love that show. So what is Ruby Red <laughs> Ventures? And then tell me about how they're in the news this week. Yeah, Sergio, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it every time I, I come on. Thank you very much. Um, yes, uh, back around 2013, I think, is when we we launched uh, uh, Ruby Red, and that was with our good friend Alex Mead, who is now the uh, right. vice president at um, at Texas uh, Regional Bank and also the TechDoc commissioner. He, when he was in, in this spot um, uh, as CEO, he and uh, – uh, and his uh, team launched um, uh, Ruby Red Ventures, which uh, was just like you said. It was uh, um, uh, twice a year they would do a, a Shark Tank-like competition for startups, um, and uh, people would bring their ideas and and uh, they would create new uh, uh, ventures. And I was on that team uh, a little bit later, starting about 2015, and and we we must have done uh, about I don't know. 12 rounds of, of Ruby Red Ventures, and we fund tons of small businesses. Small business is a tough field. A lot of these folks are not around today. Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, there's some good ideas that came out of there. Yeah, which should not be surprising. I think most people understand who are in business or managing a business. Yeah, when, uh, when small businesses start, yeah, the majority, they do not make it. It, it, it takes a lot for small businesses to survive. But that's what that's the job creator. That's the driving force for job creation in America is all these small businesses. So this seed money for Ruby Red Ventures, by the way, that's a delicious name, Ruby Red. Just all the <laughs> thoughts and the fragrances that come to mind with that. Um, the, that yeah. seed money comes from the budget at EDC, or, or how do you get that, those hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for, for that? And one important, one, one really big important difference uh, right now is uh, is. The, uh, the Ruby Red competition for startups, for brand new business, we're still going to do that uh, next year. In this case right now, uh, Sergio, for, for mission, uh, uh, small businesses that have been around at least two years, existing businesses, this is a, a grant uh, uh, opportunity. So we're going to have about 200 grand. Uh, the, the largest of uh, grants that we'll give out is, is $15,000. So you can apply uh, to get uh, $15,000 uh, without competing, I mean, in terms of like a Shark Tank like competition, mm -hmm. this is just apply to get up to uh, $15,000 for your small business, and you can use that funding to put a new roof on your business, to add working capital, to uh, buy some uh, you know new computers or or whatever is it that um, that your business needs, and you know you put that in application. We'll go through all the applications uh, in December. Uh, November 30th is the last day to apply. Okay. Uh, and I tell you, people are really excited, Sergio. We are. We've we've not even had it out a week, and uh, we've already have uh, close to 20, 25 applications. All right. You're going to need what a committee or a judges panel or a short tank group, something like that, uh, to help go through all that. So who helps you uh, decide yes. who gets the grants? Yeah, it'll it'll be uh, the Mission Economic Development Corporation uh, staff and and our board. Uh, we'll put we put together a committee and we'll go through those uh, applications. You know, people have to fill out the application. They have to, uh, you know, like I said, follow the the regulations. They have to be smaller than um, 30 employees, uh, less than uh, you know a million dollars in revenue. You know, I mean, all those kind of guidelines. And and uh, we hope to give out you know anywhere between 13 and, and 20 20 plus uh, you know uh, requests for funding. Okay, Tanko Garcia. Director of Mission Economic Development.
Any data from the area that comes to mind? Job creation, arrivals, construction, retail sales. Um, anything you want to share with us right now from the MEDC office? Well, uh, I don't have a ton yet. Uh, maybe maybe next month I'll get a lot of uh, the FY fiscal year uh, 23. But, okay. but we're, um, we're, uh, I can tell you overall, this will be the uh, third straight year of retail sales increases uh, for fiscal years uh, for Mission. Uh, we're at an all-time high of, of $25.3 million in, in retail sales taxes. So, you know, some of that doesn't compare with some of the big dogs, but for us, uh, you know, these are incredibly good signs uh, to have this kind of increases. Um, uh, for jobless, uh, uh, the unemployment rate in Mission is down to 5.5, and that's the the number that we were at before uh, COVID hit. Okay. So we're, we're glad to be back to what we think is uh, – Normal, if you want to call the econ- uh, the economy yeah. normal, but yeah. that's that's where we're at. So normal for us, which is not bad. Yeah, normal for us. You know, five and a half in Mission. That's not bad. McAllen and Mission and Edinburgh, they the cities do a lot better than the the county number. Is is there anything you want to share as far as on St. Louis and the process of going full throttle, full full tilt commercial? Anything new on that? Yeah, I'm waiting for the last month from from the. Uh, the fiscal year, but I don't know if I mentioned this the last time we spoke, but, uh, you know, on the Ansaduas, uh, handles passenger traffic. It doesn't do cargo, although we're about a year away or so from getting cargo, but the, the passenger traffic numbers are incredible for Ansaduas. Um, you know, I think we'll, we'll hit about 2.7, maybe 2.8, uh, million, uh, uh, cross, uh, passenger vehicle crossings that, at uh at Ansaldua's. uh we're really proud of that number um and i think that's also uh what a lot of uh uh folks in the in the retail business and and others are um using to uh you know impact some of the growth that we're having in mission and, and even mccallan uh to see those kind of numbers um uh for mission i mean that that's about a about a 30% jump over last year in terms of the passenger vehicle traffic. In at, recent um, at Ansaduas. Teclo Garcia, Mission Economic Development, recent conversations over at the Valley Chamber, and they were talking about how we need more, more people prospecting, setting up square footage, warehousing. Uh, we need some commercial space. I know there's plenty of land in Mission that could complement efforts um, at your office, Edinburgh's office, McAllen's office and economic development. Is, is there enough synergy right now? Maybe we can't convince even some of the big local investors that are setting up shop near the bridge to maybe set up, um, you know, along a, an infra, uh, along a logistics corridor or something like that. Uh, so we have more square footage and, and that way we can land some of those companies that are reshoring instead of watching them go to Houston or other big places that have lots of space right now. Yeah. You know, um, that, that's a re- really good topic and a good uh, subject to, to bring up, Sergio. Uh, you know, I've been uh, kind of uh, singing this tune of, of uh, that we need more of square footage for logistics. And when we need more warehousing, and if we don't, we're going we're gonna to lose uh, really great opportunities here. And, uh, and I've been talking about this now for uh, close to a year, and, and there's a lot of folks in the know here in, in the Valley and investors and so forth. They see that too. Uh, our vacancy rate, I, I just heard about three weeks ago from uh, from our friends at CBRE, we're still at 1% of vacancy rate uh, oh, wow. in Idaho oh, County. And uh, <laughs> and that's that's not good. I mean, you know, they'll tell you anywhere between 4 to 7 or 8% is normal. Uh, or or healthy, but at one percent, uh, that's not good. And and I, you know, I personally have have had to turn away folks who are coming here with a lot of interest, but uh, we just don't have the space for their projects. Oh I will say, however, that yeah. that um, in the last couple of weeks, especially, I've been really uh, you know uh, glad to hear that there are some some projects um, uh, underway. And, uh, you know, these things take time. Financing is difficult right now with the uh, uh, interest rates around 8%. That's true. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to uh, get what you want. And, of mm-hmm. course, banks are b- very risk-averse. So sometimes these, these projects, they really, really have to pencil out perfectly in order to, for them to take place. Yeah. So, well, but, but I've heard of several that are, that are, that are moving forward. 
Um, and it's just a matter of who's going to land first and, and open right. their doors. They're going to get full up uh, almost immediately. Techlo, best of luck to your continued success. Thank you for joining us. Techlo Garcia with the Mission Economic Development Office. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Paul Villavial is our tax assessor collector for Hidalgo County. As being part of the elections board for the county also helps out with some of the elections. All right, amigos. So now that uh, voters statewide said, Yes, to Proposition Four. It was already in the tax bill that you sent out. That was our last conversation we had with you. That it was the the governor said, put it in there. Uh, we need to go ahead and you know show the hundred thousand dollar valuation, uh, the exemption for for Homestead. But on the other one for the school districts, the the handful of school districts that still needed that voter uh, tax ratification thing. What happens now? When do those bills go out for the new rates for the school district? Uh, good morning. Good morning, Sergio. Uh, this is Paul Villarreal. And uh, yes, Proposition 4 went through uh, uh, 28,767 worth four for this uh, proposition and about 7,200 against it. Uh, I mean, if we're going to save $600 or $700 for anybody that has a homestead. I mean, you would vote vote for it because we're going to save some money. So that that's great. That, that's, uh, that's already passed through. The other eight school districts... Uh, Six of them passed, and two of them did not go through the La Jolla School District and Progreso ISD. Uh, they were against that, so they didn't go through. So now what I have to do is wait for the Elections Department to canvas the votes. And uh, normally, I believe, I talked to the Elections Administrator, and uh, she said probably by the 16th or 17th of November, they're going to cast the votes, give them to the school districts. So hopefully I can get a, the proper tax rate from the school districts, hopefully by the week of November 20th. At that point, once once I get the tax rate, I'm going to run it through our file, and I'm going to create a, the the uh, the value with the tax rate, so I can create the tax and give it to the school district, so they can go ahead and get the printer to send out the tax statements for those eight school districts. So it'll be sometime the later part of November. What if you got your tax bill, but uh, you didn't see a, a discount on the bill? Oh well, no. The discount. If you if you have the exemption on your on your uh, tax statement, we did include the hundred thousand on the uh, on the school districts because, like you were saying, uh, the governor said, uh, "Hey, we can go ahead and do this. If it doesn't go through, then at that point, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, um, send a supplement." In this case, since we did not send out tax statements for the school district of La Jolla or the uh, Progreso ISD and the other rest of the school districts. At this point, when they go out, it's going to include the 100,000 on the on on all the on the on the tax claims that are going to go out for those eight school districts. So everybody so should be fine. In theory, the bill should <clears throat> it should it should look smaller. And we're talking about your homestead first of all. First of all, you needed to yes. file for homestead exemption for the county. That's that's your that's your your only house. That's your family house. If you took the time and filed for the homestead exemption to take down forty thousand, which now will be a hundred thousand, then the bill should look different this year, less this year compared to last. Definitely. And that question coming into Definitely. me right now: if it doesn't look different, uh, what what might it be a function of maybe valuation being exponentially higher, or what might be at, at play? Because that, that's a that's a legit question that was texted to me right now. What if the bill doesn't oh, really? look different? There, it doesn't seem like there's a okay, discount. Well, well, it could be anything. If your property's up, if the if if your property's value above a hundred thousand, 
you're going to see the difference. Uh, if your house, let's say, for example, that right now the exemption is, was at 40000 now it got approved to 100000 If you had a home that was valued at 90000 well, you had, you had an exemption of 40000 40, being deducted, and you were paying on that 550000 extra, but since the uh, uh, Proposition 4 passed, it's going to go ahead up to 100000 it's actually going to, and those 50000 you were paying is going to wipe it out. So at that point, you're going to save on that 50000 value. So you should see that difference uh, that you're, you're not going to pay any more taxes on, on the school district. If your value is above 100000 uh, definitely you're going to see the difference on the 60000 the savings. But if your property is 100, if it's at 120000 well, now you're going to have 100000 exemption deduction, and you're yeah. only going to pay in the 20000 difference. So yeah. you're going to see it. I, I'll respond to that friend who texted me. Asked me I wonder what, what the difference is in the bill. So, uh, apparently that friend did okay. not see any change in the dollar amount, or maybe, maybe so. I, I, there's a lot of questions that pop up with that one. Uh, the, the ratification of the new tax rate at the school districts, that will happen probably mid-November. I have no idea why uh, La Jolla voters and Progressive voters said no to the compression, which likely would have changed the rate to a, a lower <coughs> uh, per dollar rate, per uh, $100,000. But either way, that's what they chose. So La Jolla and Progressive will stay at the previous tax rate. Right? Automatically, they will be billed based on last year's tax rate for the school district, right? That's correct. Okay, yeah, no yeah. change for them. We're going right. to have to. We're going to have to choose that, and uh, of course, uh, we're going to wait for them to uh, make sure they give us a resolution, and that tax rate with MNONINS, that's what we're going to use. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully here by the end of the of the month, uh, the school districts can get those tax payments out to, to, right. our, to our community, our taxpayers. All right, Paul. Uh, good luck running Thanks. all the numbers. Thanks taking so out the calculus. Paul Villarreal, or Hidalgo County Tax Assessor Collector. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710KURV. Discover our Facebook page, 710KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is sergio at kurv.com. Thank you for listening to News Talk 710KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.